0: This is Making Shift Happen, and I'm your host, Jen Cates. Over the years, I've coached hundreds of clients to find their ideal self through the way they nourish their bodies and minds. And now I'm here to help pass on these same strategies to you. So let's stop the madness and get your results once and for all. Let's go. Hello, fam. Welcome to another episode of Making Shift Happen. I am so excited that you're here, especially for this topic because, you know, of course, I probably say this about every topic, but this is one of my favorite topics, if not the favorite topic of mine. Um, First things first. So a couple of things I do have to go ahead and, and, you know, plug in here. My voice. I have an early morning voice. I apologize. This is what you've got. And the reason I've got a little bit more of an early morning voice is because I've actually been trying to record this episode outside of some road construction hours outside of our house right now. Here in the city of Denver, they are replacing a lot of these old neighborhood, you know, water pipes because we do have a lead issue. We have a delicious tasting water here in Denver, but we do have a lead issue and they're going around neighborhood to neighborhood. And our neighborhood is of course one of the oldest neighborhoods in the city of Denver. And uh, yeah, they're replacing our pipes. So with that (laughs) is just this inherent hum uh, of them with the ditch witch outside and doing their thing, whatever they're doing. I'm not sure. Um, you know, I'm not sure how they do that. That's what they're here for. But I'm just letting you know. If you hear a slight hum, I've, I've tried my best uh, in terms of just you know sound quality and things like that. So hopefully you all don't hear, it, but I can hear it just a little bit. So we're gonna we're gonna work with what we have got. All right, because today the the topic today is incredibly important, and it's. Is discussing how to improve your recovery. And there's some reasons why I'm talking about it. And I feel like I do this and I feel like a broken record every year, but that's okay because I feel like this is a topic that needs to be revisited every year because, point in case, I see constantly, especially this time of year, and uh, it's August, by the way, you know, mid-August, this episode's going to drop on Monday, August 28th, but I see it time and time again. People overtrain. They overtrain, they get burnt out. Speaking of burnout, listen to my interview with Dr. Ayala, Erin Ayala. She does a wonderful job of just kind of summarizing burnout versus depression and just kind of how you can discern the difference. But I see it all too often this time of year. Folks have hit it hard during the season, maybe a little too hard, and they're just starting to feel burnout. They're starting to feel less joy in showing up for their workouts. They're starting to feel more soreness. They're starting to have difficulty sleeping. If they're a menstruating individual, maybe their period is irregular or it has completely stopped. You know, there are a variety of things, Um, loss of hunger, loss of appetite, getting sick more often. Oh my goodness, the list goes on in terms of overtraining. And chances are, I might just have to do a whole brand new episode on that. But overtraining, prevention goes hand in hand with recovery and really enhancing your recovery overall. Now, you know... The other thing too about this time of year is sometimes even without overtraining, you just kind of get tired. (laughs) Like let's be real. You just get tired. You get a little bit more fatigued. Training is increased and you're not necessarily to the point of overtraining per se, but you're just feeling less ready for your next training. And that's why I want it to talk about this because I don't want you to feel like you feel broken all the time or you feel sluggish when you go into your training or anything like that, okay? I'm I'm here for you fam. And it is so easy to get caught up in the excitement of adding more and more training to your schedule and plans. I, I totally get it, especially this time of year. I feel like all of us are trying to cram things in before the winter, especially if we're not necessarily a winter sports athlete. We don't maybe fat bike, we don't ski or snowboard or whatever snowshoe and of course i know this depends you know on which hemisphere you live in this time of year however i'm just i'm gonna be speaking mostly to my north american and northern hemisphere uh, individuals here so i know i know it's easy to get caught up in all of that but you know getting caught up in adding more training to your schedule and plans is not necessarily what you really need a solid training plans inc- and it includes adequate recovery okay A solid training plan includes adequate recovery. Train hard, recover hard. Recovery is a crucial part of your training, and it's often the most underlooked or overlooked, I should say. And I can't emphasize this enough that improved performance occurs during the recovery part of your training. After you stress your body with your training session, whether that's in the gym or on the bike or whatever your sport is, your body does require a period of time to recover, period. You need recovery in order to adapt and progress ultimately and to keep PRing and getting your personal best and things like that. Because without adequate recovery, you just won't progress or you will be very slow to progress. It'll feel kind of like you're plateauing excessively uh, because plateaus plateaus are normal. And, and quite honestly, what you might consider a plateau, like, oh my God, you didn't you didn't advance in like a one to four week period of time, you know, that's not really a plateau. Like a plateau is like, okay, it's a little bit longer period of time. Some of us just, we have this amazon.com mentality that we need our results to come tomorrow or in, within three days. And that's just not the reality. So, This is why I wanted to talk so much about recovery today and in today's episode, because without that adequate recovery, you are not going to progress. You're not going to see the results that you're chasing, okay? So today I really wanted to talk about, you know, how to improve your recovery. And the first step in that is understand what your individual recovery needs are, because that is going to be different. And this first thing is going to probably blow your mind a little bit, unless you were already aware of this little Mr. or Mrs. Smarty pants. Um, So when I talk about your individual recovery needs, I'm not talking necessarily about, you know, Oh, well, I feel like I need, you know, three days after a really hard bike ride or blah, blah, blah. I mean, sure. That comes into play, but based, this is based on your overall training experience, your recovery time, basically and, and how well your body adapts to changes is based on your overall training experience. All right. Now, when you're new to strength training and just training in general, like bike riding and, and bike training specifically, especially if you're doing intervals and things like that, for example, you will see adaptations faster. All right. So you're going to see the progress a lot faster than someone who's more accomplished at training. Sometimes within about, you know, 48 to 72 hours or so, all right? You can see changes that quickly. However, the more experienced you are at training, especially strength training, then the more training sessions it can take to see progress overall, all right? This is one reason why you see so many results in the beginning of your journey and then you start seeing a little bit less progress or personal records or personal bests as time goes on, especially when it comes to strength training and things like that but this still does apply to uh, intervals and whatnot now this is the reason why your recovery needs also change as your experience progresses all right but it doesn't mean that you need to add more training to your calendar as your experience increases all right that is absolutely not the case that is a fast ticket to overtraining feeling burnout getting injured getting sick all of those things okay What you need to do is you likely need to add more recovery to your training as your experience increases, or you need to add a little bit more zone two or just easy movement. All right. I can't emphasize that enough. I'm going to go ahead and repeat this. You need, you need recovery in order to progress. All right. That's kind of the the first tagline here. First thing I want you to take away from all of this, but with your increase in experience and training, comes the demands of increased recovery in order for you to continue to see progress. So please don't think that the, oh, I'm more experienced. I need to add more. I need to add more training. I need to add more volume. I need to add, 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 add. No, please. Beautiful human. You need to take away some things sometimes in order to actually progress. All right. Now, some, some caveats here are menstruating individuals. So you also need to read, you need to consider your requirements in terms of recovery, okay? Because you might require a different approach to your training and recovery around the time of your cycle. Usually the couple of days leading up to your period, as well as the first day or two of your period may leave you feeling, well, kind of like crap, but it also might feel you uh, have you feeling a little bit less energetic, more fatigued, you're going to have difficulty sleeping, your regularity might be a little bit off, I know, I know, I've got to talk about poop, but all of these things can impact your energy and just your fatigue level. And it might require you to decrease your training volume and intensity around those few days every month. Okay. Now, not saying like, hey, don't train at all. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying don't train intensely. Like, that might not be the best time for you to just go ham hey, on a, you know, a CrossFit workout or, you know, do a one rep max test or really intense, intense intervals on the bike. It just might not be an advantageous, advantageous. Why does that word sound familiar or it sound weird coming out of my mouth? Might not be an optimal time of the month for you to do that, okay? Um, so again, you know, take advantage of that time of the month to kind of do a little bit, maybe more recovery things like yoga or animal flow or you know, some mobility, um, really focusing on sleeping and things like that. But I will say that moving a little bit is going to help with increasing your energy. Generally speaking, it can also help reduce your cramping. If you do experience cramping, um, God knows I do at least one day, a one day a month, I'm just like, "Mm, I don't even want to get out. I don't want to get out of bed. Like I just like a thousand milligrams. I'm not even kidding you. I don't even take painkillers, but a thousand milligrams of Tylenol doesn't even really touch cramping. Um, you know, yay, possible fibroids. But, um, you know, it's one of those situations that you have to become aware of what your period is, when your cycle is and how your body responds to that, because everyone is going to be different. And I know that, you know, I've hinted at me doing some research and wanting to do a whole episode on this topic. And it is true. That is, that is not fake news. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and plug it now. You can read all the research that you want when it comes to periods and monthly cycles and things like that and training and, you know, when the moon is this high in the sky, you need to eat XYZ. i Z. I'm just kidding. Research studies don't say that. But the thing is, is you are your own experiment. Your period is going to be very unique to you. Just like my period is very unique to me. I am regular. I am a 28 to 29 day cycle person. Um you know, but I have really bad cramping and really low energy, uh, like one to two days a month. So I need to kind of, I know I need to kind of, you know, rotate my, my training around those couple of days just because I need to do something easy. I need to do maybe a little bit of yoga or flow or mobility on those days. Go on, to, you know, maybe an easy jog or an easy bike ride, just to kind of move my hips a little bit. Because personally I find, you know, moving your hips a little bit side to side, doing that little hip sachet. Uh, and SAS, it helps you sashay away from those cramps. Okay. A little shout out to RuPaul, but everyone's different. You know, sometimes people might experience hemorrhaging or excessive bleeding and you need to pay respect to that and how your body's responding. And then also, of course, I have to make this plug and I have to say this. Yeah. Seek the care of a skilled OBGYN. You know, it's even, even if you're not planning on using the OB part of GYN, just at least it, reach out to someone who is experienced as GYN and get the proper testing and things like that. You know, for me, honestly, with the fibroid situation, a little, little share, a little personal share. So you all can feel like you get to know my uterus a little bit more. Um, but you know, honestly, I just don't want to have that damn ultrasound. I, I just, I'm like, okay, whatever. If my cramping was longer than one or two days a month, I probably would have gotten the the ultrasound a lot sooner, you know, but it's kind of one of those things where I'm just like, oh, know, I'm already, I'm 44, like, let's be realistic, I'm probably a good six years away from, <laughs> away from menopause, if even, you know, and I'm just kind of like, uh I mean, am I going to be taking it all out soon anyways? I know, I know. It's kind of, it, this is just my positive thinking. Um, but this is just my personal mindset. Do I recommend that to you for medical care? Absolutely not. If you're getting excessive cramping that is leaving you in the bed, get it checked out. Um, I have gotten it checked out. And of course, the next thing is, you know, just additional tests, of course. And I don't know. Sometimes I'm just like, is it worth it? I don't know. You know, y- you know. if you feel differently, drop, drop a DM to me. If you have a suggestion, drop a DM. If you have fibroids, I would love to hear from you. Uh, Drop me a DM at Shift Human Performance on Instagram. Anyways, enough about my uterus. Let's talk about yours. (laughs) So um, if you are a menstruating individual and you do have a uterus, just take care of yourself. Become aware of what your cycle is. Know what your energy levels are and respect that. All right. All right. Last but not least, with this little subcategory in terms of just training experience and knowing what your individual recovery needs are understanding what those are consider your age and i'm not an ageist again i'm 44 not getting any younger none of us are Um, but age may also be a factor to consider because as you age you might require just a little bit more rest time or recovery or just a little bit of a decrease in intensity that's my only suggestion here in terms of you know, being mindful of your output versus input when it comes to intensity and training overall. Okay. Here, when it comes to age, don't neglect sleep. All right. Don't be like, I have some family members who will stay. I mean, goodness, they get like five hours of sleep and they're in their 60s and 70s. And I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Like, and they, you know, of course they say that they, they have difficulty sleeping. I get that, but you know, like when it, I have a hard time with words because I get so exasper- exasperated about this. Why are words hard for me too? Anyways, you need sleep. I don't care what age you are. You need sleep. Yes, your your sleep requirements might reduce a little bit as you age, but I will kid you not. I know for me, the older I get, I feel better when I get seven to eight hours of sleep, if not nine some days, you know, especially if I'm training really hard again respect what your body is trying to tell you if you feel groggy in the morning don't lie don't lie and say you feel great no you slept like shit like you need to do something about your sleep okay so age respect your age respect your needs for increased recovery as you age i'm 44 i am no longer 22 i need to recognize that okay i'm working out with people who are 22 which when i say that out loud like, holy shit. Like they're, they're literally, (laughs) oh my God, they're literally 20 years younger than I am. I just have never stopped and and sat and done the math in my head, I guess. Um, and that's awesome. You know, and, and I'm not trying to keep up with them. I'm just trying to move and like work out with them. Um, and it's fun, but you have to recognize that your, your recovery needs might be a little bit different than someone who's 22 or when you were 22. And if you are 22, I still love you. All right. So first step in all of that is understand what your individual recovery needs are. All right. Looking at your training, you know, journey, how how your training experience is, looking at menstruation or not, looking at your age. Okay. Now, the second thing for optimizing the hell out of your recovery is that your programming should allow for ample recovery while taking into consideration your training experience and recovery needs, what we just talked about. How many days you're able to train every week based on your schedule and just demands and things like that in life, being a a parent, being an employee, being a business owner, whatever you are. Your goals should be based on your goals and of course, total volume, which can impact your overall recovery. All right. So when it comes to training volume, do keep it in mind when your seasonal sport, whatever that is, is in full swing and adjust as needed. And I think that's something that I see quite often is You know, I'll still get people who are going into the gym five days a week doing CrossFit and then they're doing mountain biking three to four days a week. So they're doing like, this hurts my head, but they're doing upwards of like eight to 10 sessions a week of high intensity training. And if you're not optimizing the hell out of your recovery while doing that, I will go ahead and tell you. Your testosterone, regardless of gender, is going to plummet, your recovery is going to go to shit, and you, in turn, will go to just feeling like shit. And I'm being blunt here because, again, people all too often are wanting to add more, add more, add more, add more, add more, add more. For the love of all dogs, it is not necessary, okay? Okay. Your programming needs to allow for ample recovery, full stop. All right. The third thing here is move daily. So even on your rest days, you should try to move your body. This includes things that are easy. That's the key. You know, some folks on their rest days, they want to go out and like swim 200s. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? I have a hard enough time running 200s, but okay, great. Go ahead and swim the 200s now. I'm just kidding. That's that's to my triathlon friends and my triathlon clients that I'm training. But your rest days should be easy. They should be zone two. They should be enjoyable. They should be soul miles. If you're on the bike, you should just be playing. You should be having fun. You should maybe be doing skill work. You should be high-fiving friends, stopping and taking that picture, eating that croissant, stopping at your favorite coffee shop or cafe, getting your favorite coffee order, Whatever the hell it is on rest day, it needs to be, it needs to feel easy, all right? It needs to feel, hopefully it needs to feel a little fun too, all right? But here, I'm trying to say rest days, yeah, if you want to be a sloth on the sofa, fine. You can do that as well. Have a sloth Sunday or Saturday or whatever day you want. But just know that that also doesn't work for everyone. So I usually do recommend some sort of daily movement, even on rest days, even if it's just an easy walk, but just something that, it feels like a rest day activity to you. Now, on rest days, I do really, really encourage doing some sort of mobility if you uh, you know, if you're into that, <laughs> um, massages or some sort of body work is also really, really great on rest days. I just don't recommend doing body work or deep tissue massage before a big event or before a race because some folks, especially, I find with myself and other hypermobile athletes that I work with, you know, individuals who are hypermobile or who have some sort of autoimmune disorder that might mimic or uh, some of the symptoms might include hypermobility. I find that sometimes you might have a hard time engaging your musculature after a deep tissue massage. So... Usually save a massage for at least, you know, 48 hours before a big event. So that's my only caveat with that, but try to move on your, on your off days, you know, but make it easy for crying out loud. Make it easy. All right. Fourth thing here for optimizing recovery, sleep. You knew I was going to talk about it. And yeah, I know I talked about it a minute ago and I got on my soapbox for a moment and went tang- tangential, but whatever, I'm back on it again. <laughs> um, ideally sleep at least seven hours. All right. Seven hours of restful sleep per night is going to be ideal. Stay consistent with your bedtimes and wake times so you can get a deeper sleep, all right? If you're a parent, do your best, especially if you have a young child, just do your best. I'm not here to make you feel freaking guilty. I'm not here to make you feel like shit. You already feel like shit because you're underslept. Like, you know, just go with what you're able to do, all right? Stay consistent again with your times that you're going to bed and waking up, but then also some other tips, of course, and I know you've probably heard these ad nauseum, but try to keep your area, your bedroom cool, which I know dead of summer right now, it can be very difficult. At least try to, you know, put a fan on if you can, try to dress coolly if you can, have nice cool sheets on if you can, or no sheets if you can, but try to keep your room as cool as possible and also as dark as possible, you know, And, and sometimes that might mean that you need to use an eye mask. And of course, you know, if you're easily woken up or have a hard time going to sleep because of noises or a partner sleeping, dog sleeping, dog licking themselves, whatever, wear some earplugs. I know, I know. It's kind of like, you know, a boomer thing, an old person thing. Uh, I don't know what you want to call it. Like, I hate even saying old person, but like, yeah, I'm a grandma. Wear a damn eye mask and put on some earplugs. You're going to notice how soundly you sleep. I can almost promise you that my only suggestion too with the eye mask real quick plug here make it silk if you can and actually you can find some pretty cheap ones online uh, local retailers things like that They may cost like 10 dollars $10 maybe um, so don't think like silk is super expensive but the silk will help prevent you know any excessive wrinkling in the eye zone and it'll just feel cooler too which will help um, wind down before you go to sleep too. you know wind down before bed damn it. Don't scroll right before bed. All right, I'm not perfect at this either. There are definitely times I'm on there and I'm like, oh, I wonder, wonder how so and so's race went. And then I'm on there and then I get jazzed and I'm, you know, I'm shaking my mind's snow globe. And then I have a hard time going to sleep and I'm wondering, you know, just because I'm so stoked for them. Uh, so I'm trying to get better about that. You know, call me out if you see me on there uh, late at night. Now the fifth thing here. So sleep four. That was number four. Fifth thing is protein. You should be eating adequate protein. So aim for at least 0.7 grams of protein per pound of body weight, ideally, or per pound of your ideal body weight if you are going through like a fat loss type of program or a cycle or something like that. But optimizing the hell out of your protein is going to help you with recovery, All right, especially if you uh, really nail that protein after your training, whether it's strength training or endurance, doesn't matter. Sixth thing that you should focus on for optimizing your recovery is hydration. Just stay hydrated, friends. We are beautiful, beautiful oceans. We are made of water and we literally need water to survive. So basic assumption here, basic target is to aim for at least 50% of your weight in pounds. In ounces of water and clear liquids, okay? Coffee, tea, that can count. They're actually finding in recent studies that that doesn't necessarily... It's a diuretic, sure. You know, it can make you pee pee a little bit more, but it doesn't actually make as much of an impact as we once thought, especially if you are already used to drinking said coffee and tea, okay? Um, And then last but not least, have an unwind routine, Prefer, preferably after your training, all right. I personally am a huge proponent of deep breathing, doing some mobility, especially after training long bike rides. Open those hips up, especially if your training was intense. All right, the more intense your training, the more focused your recovery needs to be. So, my my biggest thing, especially after I, you know, I do a CrossFit wad once or twice a week. It's just intense. I'm not used to doing CrossFit. I've been doing CrossFit since 2011, but I'm not used to doing CrossFit as consistently as I used to do it. So I used to do CrossFit, you know, five, six days a week, usually four to six days a week. Let me say that. Um, Because sometimes when I used to travel, it would be like four days a week just because traveling, whew, that can kick your ass. Plus also I was a long distance runner when I first started CrossFit and then I got into long distance cycling, you know, road cycling and things like that. And it just gone through this whole evolution, right? So... You know, actually, I, I was already in long-distance road cycling now that I think about it. Time flies, friend. But after CrossFit especially or after anything intense, I will go home. Sometimes I'll even do this at the gym because I don't care what I look like to other people. I mean, I do, but I don't. Uh, I care more about how I feel, <laughs> right? So I, at the gym, I'll just put my butt up against the wall and I'm laying my back on the on the floor and I try to bring my butt as close to a wall as I can, and then I bring my feet up, up the wall, to where I'm in this L position. My feet are above me, and my back is flat on the ground, and I'm trying to really put my low back into that ground, and I'm doing some deep belly breaths. So I'll put one or two hands on top of my belly, breathe through my nose, out through your mouth or your nose, whatever's easiest and most comfortable for you, because I do know that breathing Deeply can sometimes bring up certain things for individuals, okay? But just that, hell, even just doing that one deep breath just now can really just recenter yourself and calm your calm your system down. Calm your nervous system down, bring you da- back down to center and help you finish the rest of your day in a more recovered mindset. Um, and also just having your body in sync with that as well can work wonders because you really want to just you know help deregulate your nervous system help bring it back down a little bit and you know bring some cortisol numbers back down and again cortisol not a scary thing it's something we need it's a hormone stress hormone but we need it all right it's not something that we should definitely banish or admonish okay or ever be scared of but all in all these are some things that will help you improve your recovery okay so first thing just as a quick recap Understand what your individual recovery needs are. So this takes into consideration your overall experience with training and as well as your menstruating, you know, if you are a menstruating individual or not, and then age, you know, consider these things. So understand what your personal recovery needs are first. All right. That's going to be the most important part. Then from there, your programming. Second point here is your programming should allow for that ample recovery that you do require. Third is to try to move daily, even on rest days, but make it easy. Fourth, sleep. Just optimize your sleep as best as possible. Try to make minimum of seven hours your goal. Seven and a half hours is even more ideal, but try to make seven hours your goal. That's going to be your minimum. All right. Just try to get as much restful sleep as you can. Of course, if you're a parent... Where you live in a noisy part of town or, you know, sleep is just difficult because of heat and, and and temperature and things like that. Just do the best you can, okay? Next, number five, eat adequate protein. Aim for 0.7 grams of protein per pound of body weight. Again, that's roughly about, you know, 70%. Um, and that's going to be really, really adequate for your recovery. It's going to help your recovery so much. It's also going to help minimize you know, any cravings that you have will help reduce hunger. It will also help you maintain your muscle or increase your muscle mass, which is very, very helpful. Sixth point is to stay hydrated. And then seven, have some sort of unwind routine, you know, preferably after your training. So fam, remember that the way you recovery, the way that you recover rather is It's actually the way that you progress and improve in your training. Okay, that is when you see results. So don't neglect your recovery for the sake of doing more or trying to keep up with your friends or training buddies when it comes to the fundamentals of training. Your recovery is just as important as your training. So please convince yourself of that, please. Now check the link in the show notes to join Shred Strong or to apply to work with me. I have to make that plug. I want to make that plug. And the reason for that is because I can help you manage your training load with greater ease. That way you don't really have to think about it and you can kind of see what it it should look like and what it can look like and feel like for you. All right. Thanks again. Excuse me. I'm losing my voice now. Thanks again for listening this week and I will see you next week. You beautiful human you. (laughs) Bye.